things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome, friends, to this episode of 10 Things to Tell You. Today's episode is brought to you by my other podcast, which is currently on hiatus, my other podcast, Smartest Person in the Room, specifically the Mind Body series of that show. Smartest Person in the Room is a podcast that I do by series, so there are several episodes on one topic, and the Mind Body series has six episodes total, episodes number 22 through 27. We talk about all kinds of things related to the mind-body connection. We talk about Pilates, we talk about acupuncture, eating disorders, body paralysis, transgender issues, There is a lot to that series. I learned so much making it, and I'm telling you about it so that it doesn't fall into the black hole of the internet, because I think there is so much we can all learn from these conversations. Search for Smartest Person in the Room in your favorite podcast app, and the Mind Body series comes before the series on racial bias and after the series on viral internet content. Okay. Today's question is, what happens when you walk in the room? This idea came to me recently when I was driving my daughter to the bus to go on an overnight Girl Scouts camping trip, and we started talking about attitude and having a good attitude no matter what, if it rains or if the sleeping arrangements are uncomfortable or whatever. Mind you, my daughter has no problem having a good attitude about camping. It is possible I was projecting my own thoughts about an overnight camping trip to my daughter. Because isn't that parenting sometimes? Heaping your own stuff onto your kid as a chance at a redo for yourself. That angle of parenting could be a whole other episode of this show. Anyway, I was talking with my kid about attitude. And I was reminded, for whatever reason, of that question or saying of what happens when you walk into a room. Are you a here I am person or are you a there you are person? This question is about whether you want all the attention on you or whether you make others feel welcome and loved. And are you paying attention to others or listening to them, projecting warmth and interest? It has always been presented to me that it is preferable to be a there you are, person. And on the whole, I do. I understand the question. We all understand what it's doing. It's telling you not to suck all the air out of the room, not to take up so much space, 
to be more interested in others than yourself, all of that stuff. But whenever I think about this question, I'm also just a teeny bit jealous of the here I am people. I know here I am people. I know lots of them. I'm sure you do too. And yes, sometimes they're annoying in their narcissism or their selfishness. Sometimes they interrupt when they sweep into a room and change the vibe and make it all about them. But also, I know some here I am people who are amazing. They are funny. They can save the day in an awkward situation. They are sometimes talented beyond measure, and the world is better having them in it. Even with the negative aspects to it, I am glad that we have here I am people in the world. And of course, I'm glad we have there you are people. I'm a little bit of both. I think there are lots of us who are a little bit of both. In social situations, I am often shy So I definitely don't bust into a room, but I don't always project warmth either. And my parents, they are both very, very much, there you are, people. And they especially turn their there you are-ness on their children and grandchildren. And so growing up, even now, I always felt like they were happy to see me when we meet up in a room. And around my parents, especially, I can be a little, here I am, because I want to tell them a million things. I want them to think I'm funny and interesting. Now that I'm a parent, I see the same cycle happening in a beautiful and healthy way. My kids can be a little bit, here I am with me. And I also want them to feel my love and like true delight when I walk into a room and say, there you are. This thought came to me when we were talking about the camping trip because There are more options that can happen when a person walks into a room. It's not all here I am or there you are. I wonder if this week you could try and notice what happens when you walk into a room. Let me give you some examples of something your brain might say. If you're at home, it might say, ugh, I hate this wall color and I always have. Or it might say, Oh, I'm so glad to be here. I've been waiting to walk in this front door all day. When you get off the elevator at work, your brain might say, I have so much to do. I have so much to do. I will never get it done. This place makes me feel like I'm drowning. Or when you step off the elevator at work, you might say, how lucky am I that I get to do this as my job? In a social situation, when you walk into a room, I want you to notice if you really want to be there or not? Are you excited to be there? And why? Because you love these people? Because you're ready for some chips and salsa? Because you needed to get out of the house? Or are you obligated to be there? Or do you not have to be there, but you're there anyway? You can't even articulate why. What happens when you walk into a room? This is not an exercise to beat yourself up or even to try to change anything. It's just an exercise in noticing. What happens when you walk into this room? This is probably the type of prompt that you're going to want to take to your journal. If you have some sort of revelation around it, then maybe it's something to take to a friend like, hey, I realized I hate my house. 
What can I do to make it somewhere that I like to be? Or this prompt might be a chance to say to someone, hey, I love walking into a room when you're there. I'm going to share what happens to me sometimes when I walk into a room. I didn't know I was going to share this, but here I am sharing it. Sometimes when I walk into a room, I start changing it in my mind. I think they should have moved that chair to face the other way. Or why is the lighting in this place so bright? Oh my God. Or some other kind of like judgmental nonsense. Now, I do want you to know, I do not do this in homes so much because I love other people's homes. I love to see how a person's house reflects a personality. I really like to tune into the vibe of a home. I really do love doing this. So please don't think I'm a bad house guest or anything. Homes are sort of a whole different category to me. But when I'm in public places or stores or restaurants, anywhere really, often my first thought will be an automatic negative one. And it is pure insecurity that does this. My anxiety or apprehension about a situation will turn it into something negative. It's like a knee-jerk reaction to be judgmental about something dumb, the lighting. That's an easier emotion for me to have automatically than for me to consciously think, hey, I'm pretty nervous. If I acknowledge to myself that I'm nervous or scared, things can go downhill for me emotionally. But feeling snarky or judgy, it's a defense mechanism. It makes me feel self-righteous for a moment before I can sort of settle down into my own skin. I noticed this happening recently at a hotel, a beautiful hotel, by the way. I just got nitpicky about something dumb for a minute rather than feel that I was uncomfortable in this social situation. Then I did it at a party I went to where I didn't know anyone. I had some stupid, ugly thoughts, judgmental thoughts that masked how my feelings were hurt by someone when I'd walked in the door. I didn't want to think about that. So I thought about this other dumb thing. Of course, a person is allowed their opinion. I'm not saying that you can't like the art on the walls or something. Obviously, some places are to your taste or rooms have weird vibes or There might be a factual observation that the lighting is off. But if every time you walk in a room and you have the same thought pattern, it's something to pay attention to. What happens when you walk into a room? After you've established your status on being either a here I am person versus a there you are person, or maybe you've examined some of your thought patterns I want you to notice what happens when other people walk into a room. Again, you don't have to do anything with this information. This is just to pay attention. Watch what other people are putting out in their body language and in their voice when they walk into a room. Is it effective? Do people notice them right away and respond, good or bad? Do you share a home with a person who's a life of the party? Do you share a cubicle with someone who brings down the mood three notches every time they enter a room? Are you either of these things? That's harder to gauge, I'm going to guess. I don't think I could do it for myself. But that's the topic I want you to be thinking about this week as you walk into various rooms, as you wander around your house, as you do errands around town. What happens when you walk into a room? 
By the way, the Girl Scout camping trip was a total success. My girl didn't need my lecture on attitude. I needed my lecture on attitude, and then it became this episode. So much of my inner or outer dialogue makes it onto this show. So if you have a topic or a prompt that you want us to address on this podcast, you can always email us at hello at 10thingstotellyou.com. I'd love to hear what you want to hear on this show in the next few months. Next week is the July 4th holiday. I am taking that week off to be with my family, but I will be back the next week with another new episode. Happy summer, everyone. and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.